This is the third poem in Australian Book Review's new feature, Poem of the Week. I'm Lisa Gorton, Poetry Editor of Australian Book Review. Now, adding to our sound archive of contemporary Australian poetry, we have Melbourne poet Fiona Heil reading Snakebite with Anecdote. Fiona will read the poem first and reflect on it afterwards. Snakebite with Anecdote Separation Creek is wide and deep, the slip from rock to pond all jammed enchantment. We persevere as if all we had to do was try, the stripped burr of your new accent clinging like a donkey to our sleek-faced nethers. The abstract consistencies of the timbered distance chide the chilled envelopes of sound-patterned skies. Tell me another story before my petticoats catch fire. The one about the girl who origamied your amphitheatre, miscellaneous women unhooking the hinges of your lacquered. Gift me the shine of the mordant hills now turned veneer. Dredge a hell inside my heart to keep my eyes ablaze. The truth is, I love the ranging conferences of the hunkered night, how the morning eavesdrops on our misted sleep. At night, I wake to the symptom and cure of crumpled lips. At breakfast, your eyes think me awake, all dream content blanked. I share this recurrence amongst a number of palatable untruths. In the corridor, we listen to the sounds our babies make when they cry. I'm glad you got what you needed, you say, but I hear something different. Tell me what the baby says when it... Cold, hungry, lonely, tired. I dream of waking in a tinderbox and know this means. The tarantula hawk deposits its prey at the mouth of a singular nest. If it's young, don't devour my innards. I will see you on the other side. Snakebite with Anecdote operates as a kind of detail from an earlier, more expansive poem of mine called Bush Poem with Subtitles. It continues my fascination with the names of Australian towns and geographical formations such as Tinderbox in Tasmania, Mount Disappointment in Victoria, Fowl Bay in South Australia, and Separation Creek just past Lawn. You get the sense that whoever named these places had really had a gutful. And then there are the sites of atrocities with names like Murdering Gully and Cape Grim, and still others like Hornet Bank, whose names aren't especially disturbing, but which, through association, have come to function as metonyms for horror and bloodshed. The tarantula hawk mentioned at the end of the poem is a type of wasp. There's something despicable in the way it keeps its prey alive for consumption. The second last phrase works, I now realise, as an unintentional reference to the last line of a well-known poem by Gwen Harwood. I will see you on the other side as a thing people sometimes say as a form of encouragement, but it makes me think of the afterlife and ideas about transcendence, which can be a bit unnerving if you would prefer to be living within the terms of your actual life. I'm often thinking of T.J. Clarke's The Sight of Death, which recounts his repeated viewings of Nicolas Poussin's landscape with a man killed by a snake. The latter works through an intriguingly indirect depiction of its subject, which I think of as a poetic and more broadly literary strategy.